This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're pleased to welcome Steve Sparks, even getting ready now for the road trip that's coming. Now, still game two will be played in Houston on Thursday, but then they have to travel. So we're glad to grab a couple minutes with Steve, who's also a former big league pitcher. So, Steve, you hear the call there. What was that like for you to have that Jordan Alvarez ball just get blasted and the whole stadium go crazy? I think it was just a buildup, Amy, more than anything else, is we're anticipating the whole time, okay, you know, we're telling the audience Altuve's batting third this inning, and Altuve has 23 career postseason home runs. We just need a, you know, a guy or two to get on base, find a way. And David Hensley, his first career postseason at bat, he finds a way to get on, on base. So Altuve's got a chance with the runner on. Altuve strikes out. Pena goes down two strikes. And the slider's been killing him all year long, and he's able to to keep his bat, reach out, and line a single up the middle. And that whole time, we were leading up. We are saying, Jordan is on deck. There's the shadow right there. We see it right in front of us. So he gets to the plate, and then that's when the, the drama builds, and his broadcasters, Robert Ford and myself, were just going, oh, my gosh, we've seen him come through so many times. And then they bring in the lefty. And it just doesn't matter with Kyle Tucker or Jordan Alvarez. It just doesn't matter if it's a righty or a lefty. And if you make a bad pitch, typically uh, those guys make them pay. You know, and coming up in big moments and being able to to keep your pulse down uh, the way he does, it looked like such a a beautifully controlled swing. Uh, we couldn't contain ourselves. And Robert was out of his seat immediately. His seat flies uh, back against this refrigerator in our broadcast booth. He's up in the air. He's screaming. Uh, I'm waiting. You know, we want to make sure that uh, everybody can hear the crowd. It breathes as much as we can, but everybody wants to get their two cents in. And uh, we did our best. We contained ourselves just enough uh, for people to be able to understand at least what we were, what we were watching. Could you even hear yourself think though? Because it certainly sounded like you felt like you were drowned out by the crowd. Yeah, it, there's just a vibration. We feel it on our desk. There's a vibration. You know, everybody's out of their seat. The inning percolated. It was like a, a, a massive cup of coffee or a volcano uh, waiting to erupt. And uh, we felt it, you know. And, and as we're going, uh, it's kind of a blackout feeling, really. <laughs> Robert will probably tell you the same thing. I think a lot of people watched and, and heard Robert's call. He was phenomenal. And uh, he got every bit of emotion out there that I think every Astros fan was feeling at the same time. Is it possible to encapsulate what Jordan Alvarez means to this team? No, not really. I mean, you, you've you've heard it for a long time, I and mean, even some of the the veteran players, you know, Yuli Gurriel, Ledmez Diaz, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. These guys were were saying a year or two ago, this is the best hitter we've ever seen. You know, and I, I thought the same thing. And, and I faced David Ortiz a lot 
uh, throughout my career. And I saw him with Minnesota and then, of course, went on to be uh, an icon in Boston. And that's what that's what Jordan reminded me the very first time I saw him. I mean, his his body, his frame, uh, his strike zone discipline, the way he hits the ball to off, everything reminded me of Big Poppy. So, uh, you know, now you start to hear, and, and I'm talking to some of my uh, compatriots, guys that I played against, you know, uh, they're saying the same thing, that's Big Poppy. You know, and, and be able to watch him at 25 years old, uh, to be able to command the stage the way he does, it's it's pretty fun. That is high praise. And with the, the body type and the size of both Big Poppy yeah. and your Dan, it kind of feels like every time they connect with a pitch, it should be out of the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, the exit velocity is ridiculous. I mean, we'll see all these outs and you're just going, well, that's kind of a ho-hum play. And you look at the stat cast and it's 111 miles per hour off his bat, just a, just a ho-hum line out to right field. He does that stuff all the time. Just glad he's playing baseball. We're spending a few minutes with Steve Sparks, who's one half of that Astros radio team, Robert Ford, uh, the play-by-play. Steve, also a former big league pitcher, so we get that expertise on the broadcast. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I'd love to hear your insight on Justin Verlander. What did you see with him yesterday? Just, you know, a little lack of command. and You know, that happens from time to time. It was just... We saw it a couple times during the season. It didn't happen very often. He had a 1.75 ERA, so very infrequently. But he had one of those clunkers against Seattle earlier in the season. I think May 27th gave up four homers, gave up six runs in that game. And uh, next game actually faced Seattle and, and dominated. So uh, nobody uh, redeems himself as well as the future Hall of Famer. You know, Verlander's, I mean, he's the marquee name on this team, and, and everybody follows his lead. And, I think it's fun to, to watch a lot of his interviews these days with Verlander. He's talking about he's taking the blinders off. He was out of the game uh, for a couple of years and realized he wants to, to soak it in. And, and uh, he said his routine's embedded enough uh, into his psyche where he can take those blinders off and, and, and be a, a resource for his teammates. And he's enjoyed that. He, he wants to be a mentor and a good friend and a good teammate. And he feels like, uh, that little time off and having a baby and things of that nature have kind of uh, uh, opened his eyes a little bit. So it's, it's fun to have this version of him around. Considering his age, could you imagine what he had to go through as a pitcher, even if he is a freak athlete, to be able to get to this point and have the season he did again after the injury and the time away? You know what, Amy? I had a buddy of mine watch his showcase in December. He's a scout for the Texas Rangers. And he called me and just said, hey, man, I saw I saw Verlander throw. And keep in mind, he was a free agent. And he's throwing for all these teams. He said, I don't think I've ever seen him better. Whoa. You know, and he, this is a guy who, you know, played for quite a while in the big leagues. And uh, he knew what he was watching. And he said it was the most impressive little showcase he'd ever been to. So I knew, I, I you know, I, I knew not to doubt anything that was about to come our way. And I knew that there was going to be no stone unturned as far as his, his rehab went and how hard he was going to work. I mean, he's a freak in that way. You know, we see guys in different sports, the Tiger Woods, the Tom Brady's and such that play at a high level uh, as they age. And Verlander's, you know, that combination of great talent who's been able to take advantage of, of technology and who's very disciplined. He's taken advantage of nutrition, sleep, and whatever it is to to get a 39-year-old to go out there every five or six days and dominate. 
So it's Framber Valdez in game number two coming up yeah. on Thursday. How do you like the way this rotation could stack up, considering the travel days, but also the that kind of weird day off in between game one and two? Yeah, you know, if you if you look forward, you know, and, and you're thinking who can bounce back and, and pitch a game five if necessary, Framber's the one who, who's is the most likely to be able to do that. He's very strong. Uh, we saw the 25 consecutive quality starts, uh, which is a single set season major league record he set this year. Uh, but he gets deep into the ball games and he bounces back very quickly. So he's matured very much uh, mentally uh, in the last couple of years. He's got a sports psychologist that, that, that's helped him through some of that. And uh, he's very difficult for, for a manager, Amy, I would say. And we say this, Sometimes in the broadcast, it's very hard to take out of a ball game, and uh, I think a lot of people understand he's he's the probably the best ground ball uh, inducing pitcher we've seen since Brandon Webb of the Diamondbacks probably 15, 20 years ago. Sixty seven percent basically for for Farmer the last few years, and uh, it's hard to take a guy like that out of any game it, with any circumstance because he's just one pitch away from getting a ground ball double play. So. <laughs> Uh, he'll get deeper into the ball games just for that that fact alone. You mentioned manager, and I'm I'm glad you did because I was going to ask you about Dusty Baker. I've asked other people mm-hmm. like Jeff Blum. I'm pretty sure I asked Robert about him too. Why has he been the right fit for the Astros to give them stability, but not just that, to keep them playing at the highest level? Right. Well, the, the obvious answer is he came in right after the cheating scandal. They need a they needed a respectable. Uh, person at the front they needed a face for this organization that people respected and dusty was the perfect fit for that beyond that i mean it's it's the uh the experience it's the uh culture that he he provides for the guys to be themselves uh he's continued a philosophy to let young guys uh feel at ease in a clubhouse and that usually well that wasn't the case you know 15 20 years ago and all the way back that you know, if, you, if you're a rookie, you were to be seen, not heard, but uh, it's not that way. You know, they make these guys uh, feel comfortable, and, and that way you get the, the best version of those guys when they come uh, to the big leagues. And Jeremy Payne is a perfect example of that, and he had big shoes to fill at the shortstop position for the Astros this year, but uh, everybody put their arm around him and, and helped him through his first major league season, and he did he did great. I mean, everything – uh, about him, you, you know, just exuded somebody who was very comfortable in that clubhouse. And, and he appreciated it. He's a very humble kid anyway. But that's the type of uh, culture that Dusty uh, has going on in that clubhouse. And, and it's the freedom of the coaches to coach and, and the players to play. And, and he's comfortable enough in his own skin to let that, that play out. I think similar to a Brian Snitker, that Dusty Baker would be a sentimental favorite to get that ring. Could you imagine after all these years to see mm-hmm. him finally on the top would be amazing? Three-time manager of the years, uh, ninth in the all-time wins list. Uh, he's done everything. He was a great player. I mean, he can draw uh, expertise from so many experiences he's had, but he's just a great people person. I'll tell you this. Uh, the first year that Dusty was in spring training with the Astros, they were playing in Jupiter. I think they were playing the Marlins that day. And there was a couple of guys that drove four hours uh, across the state, uh, a couple of his former players. I think it was Kurt Manwaring and maybe an infielder that he had with San Francisco just to go and support Dusty for about 30 minutes during batting practice 
just to put their arms around him and just say good luck and let yeah. everybody else there know that these are guys that played for Dusty 15, 20, 25 years ago wow. that still made an impact in their lives and they were going to show uh, him their support. And that really struck me as like, man, that, he made an impression on those guys. Really good to spend a few minutes with Steve Sparks, one half of the Astros radio team and a former big league pitcher himself. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, Steve, tell me if this sounds crazy. I actually feel like the Astros, even with 106 wins, the fact that they have led the American League West the whole season, essentially, I feel like they even then still flew under the radar. Is that possible? Yeah, I think so. You know, they did it in a different fashion this year, Amy, and I think most people uh, remembered, you know, when they were really kind of dominating their division, and they still dominated their division, but they did it offensively. And when you do it offensively, then I think it stands out more. But this team did a pitching, and you had a six-man rotation, and that allowed Verlander to recover and, and stay fresh throughout the season. But they dominated pitching-wise. And the lineup's not quite as deep and relentless as, as it's been. Uh, in years past, but it's still potent. You know, and we've talked ad nauseum about Jordan, of course, but uh, they've still got a lot of guys who can beat you in different ways. But overall, it's the pitching. And, and a lot of times, you know, when you're talking about the seventh inning reliever or uh, your fourth starting pitcher who's got an ERA under three, uh, that doesn't get the headlines like some of these power hitters. <laughs> like Aaron Judge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you can't blame them. I mean, those are the things that excite people. But the Astros, <laughs> you know, one through whatever, one through 14 or whatever, they, they pitched as well as anybody this year. So, Steve, when you think about the Mariners and the way they got into the playoffs and ended their drought, I mean, it was back-to-back walk-offs late in the season. They have a flair for the dramatic. They've got this incredible young rookie with a megawatt smile and a game to yep. match. What impresses you about the Mariners? You know, I remember getting in the elevator about five years ago with Jerry DePoto after a game, and the Astros throttled them in, in Seattle. And, you know, we were done. We were getting ready to go get on the bus. But DePoto was going downstairs, or he was on the elevator at the same time. And he looked at me and he said, you guys are just too fast for us. We've just got to get more athletic. So he was, he, you know, that was the bar. You know, they were watching, what do we have to do to, to win the division? Slowly but surely. You know, you start to see the guys that they've brought in, and they've gotten guys, uh, you know, in the bullpen who get swing and miss. You know, a couple of guys in the rotation, we'll see one of them in particular, Luis Castillo, tomorrow, swing and miss. You know, some of the things that the Astros were looking for when, when they put together this roster, uh, the Mariners have done. In, in matchup-wise, as far as athleticism, I think, I think they're on par. I mean, I think these, both of these teams are very, very athletic now. And I think the only thing that the Astros probably have over Seattle at this point is experience. And when you have confidence and experience and something to draw on, I think it matters sometimes. And we saw that yesterday, of course, but that doesn't mean that anybody's going to take them for granted. Seattle's a very, very good team. They've had a great season and they have hope. You know, you're down eight to one in that game against Toronto and you come back. Uh, everybody in their dugout has that fresh in their memory. And, and you know, if, if they fall behind at any point, uh, the rest of this series, they're always going to have hope. And if you have hope, you're going to always be very dangerous. But even on top of hope, they have a lot of talent. <laughs>
They do. What does it mean to a clubhouse to have an infusion of talent, but also a personality like Julio Rodriguez? Right. Yeah, it, it means everything. You know, and he's quickly become the face. He's the face of that franchise. He's the best player on their team. There, there's no question about that. And they're going to ride him for 15 years, probably, you know, <laughs> and, you know, if they can keep him on the field, uh, he's going to take them to where they want to go. There's no doubt in my mind. He's, he's very special. He's going to be one of the most talked about enigmatic players in the game for years to come. Before I let you go, because I know that uh, you do have game two coming up on Thursday. When I think about this season, the lockout is a distant memory. Kind of cast a shadow for months, and it was a big talking mm-hmm. point. And there were people who swore off baseball, and that was it. I'm never going back. And honestly, it feels like all of that has faded, almost as though it was a bad dream. When you think about the state of baseball, the health of baseball this season, Steve, what's your assessment? Well, I was thinking about that during spring training. I, I had an Airbnb already lined up, and I was there for, I think, three weeks before the lockout was settled. So I was going to the ballpark, and it was me, Dusty Baker, and Gary Pettis, the Astros third base coach, the ones that are watching the minor <laughs> leaguers every day. So we had a lot lot to talk about, but we were drawing on the last strike and, and what that meant and, and, and what that hangover felt like. And when we came back in 1995 after that long strike, uh, it was brutal. I mean, the fans, you're talking about swearing off baseball. There's still people that have sworn off baseball since then that haven't come back yet. So uh, it was a very difficult time. Uh, the players felt it for a long time and, until really until Cal Ripken uh, broke Lou Gehrig's consecutive game streak. Uh, there was nothing really to feel good about about baseball. So that's what you were thinking about during that time this spring in we were hopeful and we were hearing rumors, this and that, just like everybody else didn't really have the clear answers that we were hoping for, but we were hopeful that we weren't going to go through something similar that we did uh, 25 years ago. Yeah, it certainly doesn't seem like it. Most of the people that I've talked to uh, almost don't remember that it ever happened, which is a good thing for baseball. That's great. Steve Sparks, one half of the Astros broadcast team. I enjoy listening to you and Robert Ford, even when it's dead of summer and I can be watching on TV. You guys are a fun listen. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. It's great to catch up with you. Thanks for having me, Amy. Always a pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.